Good morning or good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into Herf's Huddle, Chicago Bears podcast presented by Joseph Herf. For those of you who don't know me or my work, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Herf NFL for all tweets, articles, and reactions surrounding the Bears. So today, this podcast episode will be covering the recent news surrounding the Bears, like the hiring of Kevin Warren as the new president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. Additionally, I'm going to discuss some top tradeback candidates for the Bears in the first round of the NFL draft. And I'm going to start my new offseason segment that I'm going to be doing weekly of position group, keep or cut. So to kick this thing off, for those of you who did not know, uh, Ted Phillips is retiring or has already retired, actually, at the end of the season. Um, and his replacement has already been hired and announced. And that is Kevin Warren. Um, for those of you who don't know Kevin Warren, I'm kind of going to go through his background here. But most recently, he was the uh, Big Ten commissioner. So. You know, he started his life playing college sports. He played basketball in college. He eventually got his MBA and then went to Notre Dame for law school. Um, he worked basically in sports law, um, worked with individual players, and eventually became an agent. He uh, represented the likes of Chris Zorch, who was a friend of his while he was at Notre Dame. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Zorch, Zorch was an All-American at Notre Dame and eventually played for the Bears. So that was kind of his first ties to actually the NFL. After that, he moved on and went to the uh, St. Louis Rams and he kind of started as like a front office type legal uh, type of person. And he was there from 1997 to 2001. And he was promoted up to uh, vice president of football administration. He was part of the Rams team that won a Super Bowl and, you know, the top people in uh, the Rams building just raved about Warren while he was there. After that, he moved on to the Detroit Lions where he became the senior vice president of business operations. And right after that, he moved to Greenberg Traurig um, from 2003 to 2005 uh, for a short stint. And he was basically part of the uh, group that was in charge of the purchase of the Minnesota Vikings. So once this uh, ownership purchased the Vikings, he moved over to the Vikings um, and became part of their staff and then moved all the way up from his original position all the way up to uh, COO. He basically was in charge of overseeing all the financials um, and operations. So he saw, um, he basically oversaw the construction and the plans of U.S. Bank Stadium, which is, you know, one of the top stadiums in the NFL. Um, obviously, that's a little bit significant as the Bears are looking to possibly move and build a new stadium in Arlington Park. After that, his stint with the Vikings, he moved on to Big Ten Commissioner, where he caught his first real bit of flack, where he uh, struggled with the COVID season, which again, can't really fault him for that COVID season. Nobody really knew what was going on or what to expect. He had a very bad plan in place where he canceled the season and went back. Um, but he did land a massive TV deal with uh, with multiple other networks and a massive amount of money, which led to eventually USC and UCLA joining the, uh, the Big Ten. And because of that, now the Big Ten had spread across the entire country. They're not just, you know, East Coast to Midwest. They now cover, you know, the major cities like Los Angeles and Chicago. Um, along with some of those East Coast cities. So overall, again, a, a completely different kind of background of Ted Phillips, which is what we needed here in Chicago. With Ted Phillips, you know, he started as an accountant and just made his way up within the company. Um, we kind of see the opposite here of Kevin Warren, who bounced around a little bit to other, you know, teams, companies, positions, um, even started just in business and eventually went to law and then works his way from law to agent to, to working for a football team, to back to law, to back to you know NFL, then just back to college. He just bounced all over the place. Um, Ted Phillips was quite the opposite, where he literally just worked his way up slowly and became president. 
the bright side of having a Kevin Warren type of guy over a Ted Phillips type of guy is Phillips did not have really connections with the football side of things. He stayed business and I won't lie. He wasn't bad at the business side of things, but not being a part, having your president slash CEO, not be a football mind when you're a football organization is not a great thing to have. Uh, People were kind of calling for Ted's head for the last, you know, five plus years now. And finally he decided to retire instead of, you know, possibly being fired. And it sounds like, you know, the bears have a really good thing going in place. They now have, they now have their president who's a football mind. They have a GM who's reporting directly to him. And it seems like they, they have their, you know, it seems like they have the foundation. I know polls emphasize that when he joined here actually last year, that building the foundation, the most important part. Now they have their president in place, their GM, their head coach and their quarterback, the most important parts of a football organization. These are all now in place. So, Overall, I do. I love the hire. Again, I'm biased. I'm a Bears fan. But if you listen to other radios, like the Vikings radio was absolutely raving about him when they were talking about him earlier this week. So overall, can't complain. Now moving on to the top uh, five trade back candidates for the Bears again. With the first overall pick in the draft, you'd assume with Poles trying to build this foundation of this team, he's looking for more draft picks to get the guys that he wants. Um, so in that case, having the first overall pick and trading back is just the recipe to do that you, you've seen teams you know give up i mean for trey lance trey lance trey lance the trade up for the 49ers to get trey lance netted them giving up three first round picks just to get trey lance um and that wasn't first overall that was third or second second overall um or was it third i don't remember now i think it was third overall but regardless these teams that we can trade back with can net us not only some picks but can we could just keep Obviously, it's not a simulator. You can't just keep trading back, but you can trade back multiple times and get tons of picks. Like, for example, the top team here, the Texans. If you just convince the Texans that the Colts are going to jump them and they have a great offer on the plate or on the table, the Texans may just say, you know, F it, we're going to trade up. We're going to trade both our first round picks and move up. And right there alone, you just got two first round picks for this year just for moving back a spot and you can still get your guy. And then after that, you can still play the game. I mean, you look back at 2017 when you saw the Bears get convinced to move up essentially one spot from three to two just to get Mitch Trubisky from the 49ers. 49ers were just telling the Bears, hey, we, we have an offer from you know the Browns. They want to trade back up. They they just took Miles Garrett. They want to trade back up and get Trubisky. So the Bears panicked, and they and they traded up and got their guy. They didn't give up multiple first-round picks, but they have a lot of picks to do it. Um, so that what the Bears can do is they can do this multiple times, but the top teams, I can see the Texans, again, they, they ran this year with Davis Mills and Kyle Allen, I believe. It was just a bad quarterback room. Obviously, a rebuilding team. They just fired Lovey Smith. Um, they're looking to, you know, build a new foundation there. Um, the Colts are the next team. They we don't know if they have their coach in place right now, at least that I've heard. I, you know, haven't been very active in the football community on Twitter as of lately, but um they are kind of tied with Matt Ryan, unfortunately. And besides that, they got Sam Ellinger. So they kind of need a quarterback, and according to their GM, it sounds like, or Chris Ballard, their GM, it sounds like they are desperate. So it seems like they will, are willing to go to the Kings' ransom to get their guy. After that, and they're at pick four. I forgot to mention that. So pick two is the Texans, pick four is the Colts. Um, the Seahawks are next. They are pick number five. Um, the, that isn't their pick, obviously. They got that pick from the Broncos, who traded for Russ. Um, you could argue the Seahawks could just extend Geno and be happy with that. I doubt I mean, they could do that. You, don't get me wrong, but 
the fact that they didn't do what they could have done this year with Gino and is that they held them back, but he didn't exactly, you know, elevate them. You know, I, I had, you could see them easily trade up for a quarterback essentially. And maybe even just re-signing Gino to have that quarterback study under him. Like a guy like Will Levis to study under Gino would be, would be great. Obviously Levis needs some, you know, polishing. So, or even Anthony Richardson is another great fit. Another team is the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously Derek Carr is not in their future plans. Uh, Josh McDaniels wants to get his guy. He, you know, he may be going after Tom Brady this off season, but he might just want to draft his guy. So that could be an option there. They're pick. I want to say seven, if I remember correctly. And then after that's the Carolina Panthers. They're at pick nine. They rode into this year with Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker. And I think that's it. But a lot of just bad quarterbacks. Darnold didn't look atrocious. He looked bad. He didn't look atrocious. But they definitely need a quarterback. And that's been their main issue. They keep trading. They're doing basically what the uh, Colts have been doing. But they, the Panthers choose to do it with unproven guys that don't, who have, you know, shown a tiny bit of flash that were first round, second round picks. And they're like, yeah, let's trade for him, like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Um, obviously, it doesn't work. So they need to, you know, take the guy they want now. Uh, now, that they, again, they're rebuilding too. They fired their head coach. So um, lots of teams, you know, need a quarterback right now or could want a quarterback. So overall, Again, you, you can get a King's Ransom. You can trade back multiple times. I could easily see a scenario where you trade back the Texans and then you trade back again with, say, the Raiders, the Panthers, and then you still get a you know elite edge rusher, elite um, offensive tackle like Paris Johnson. So overall, the Bears have a lot. The Basically, the ball is in Ryan Poole's court, and we, this offseason is a, a very big decider of how we're going to feel about them, feel about him moving forward. The final topic of today is going to be kind of a short one because it's, you know, the first position group. But um, this new segment I'm going to be doing weekly, and these episodes are going to come out weekly too. So it's just this episode or every episode from now on is going to have this segment in it. But it's going to be a uh, keeper cut for the position group. So obviously we're starting with the quarterback. Um, I'm going to break down kind of, you know, how they looked this year, what we saw from them. So obviously to start, Justin Fields, obviously keeping him. He's your future. Um you obviously didn't have the passing stats you want to see from a quarterback, but he kind of for over 25 touchdowns. He only threw 11 interceptions. Again, only is a lightly used word. It's not amazing, but again, given this scenario, you got to take that into account. Um, he counted for over 3,500 yards of total offense, rushing for a thousand yards himself and broke the single game rushing record um, for rushing yards in a game. So he's your guy, invest in him, surround him with some talent. We're going to talk about that a lot this offseason in terms of who you need to go after, but got to keep them. Um, the next person we are going to talk about here is uh, Nathan Peterman. So he's famous for throwing four picks against the Bears. Um, he, you know, could be a practice squad candidate, I guess. But otherwise, if he's on your roster, you should be cutting him. Um, he only finished the year with 139 yards and a touchdown and a pick. Um, most of those sets came against the Vikings in the last game of the season. Uh, just not a guy worth keeping, especially given his experience. He doesn't really have any veteran leadership. No offense to him to kind of hand off to a younger quarterback or help out with the younger quarterback. Uh, the next one is Trevor Simeon. Uh, he came in as the Bears' initial backup before getting hurt. He actually looked halfway decent versus the Jets, given the scenario and him getting hurt. Uh, he ended up throwing for 179 yards on a touchdown to pick that game, posted a 75 yard or 75 quarterback passer rating. Overall, I mean, sure, maybe keep him, but again, that's not a guy that I really think fits the offensive skill set that you want to surround fields with and want to run the same offense that he is in. 
Last but not least, Tim Boyle. Um, he apparently the Bears decided to run this crazy quarterback, uh, you know, split quarterback backfield, I guess you could say, um, where they rotated between Tim Boyle and uh, Nathan Peterman. But Tim Boyle finished with uh, 33 yards, two picks, and a 4.7 passer rating. So I think that's quite obvious what you should do with him. Um, so obviously, I just, you know, destroyed the quarterback room. So how do I move on from there? How do I, how do I add people? Um, there are some pretty solid, you know, free agent quarterbacks for next offseason. There are some quarterbacks who you can get in the later rounds of the draft. If you don't, if you don't really think you need a veteran, um, you can easily go after a, you know, a, a young guy, like a fifth round pick, like a, uh, obviously Cam Ward was the first guy that comes to mind, but he obviously is staying back, but you can easily go after a veteran guy. Like, uh, I mean, obviously he's in the same skill set, but like a case Keenum, but if you're trying to go a guy after the same skill set, you know, a Jacoby Brissett isn't a bad option at all coming from Cleveland. Obviously, the Browns, the Browns may want to bring him back just to the security blanket. Sean Watson didn't look great last year. Uh, besides that, I mean, there's some pretty solid guys that, you know, you could just take a little shot on. Tyler Huntley would be a great backup to have to fields in terms of overall skill set. Um, other good backups you could bring in that, you know, aren't perfect skill sets. Gardner Minshew is a, is a good one. Nick Mullins is a solid one as well. Blaine Gabbert, um, Taylor Heineke, I assume, gets re-signed, so probably not him. Kyle Allen, Mike White, Andy Dalton. I mean, there are pretty solid ones. I think my top one, if I had to pick one right now, or my top two would be Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I I don't know. The Dolphins might let him walk, but again, Tua. So probably Teddy Bridgewater. And then after that, probably uh, Tyler Huntley. But again, there's a lot of people you can bring in. that Don't spend too much money on it. I mean, again, you have the money this offseason, but why waste it on a backup quarterback? Fields, again, does get banged up, but hopefully with an improved offensive line, we won't really see that. So overall, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, again, this is going to be coming out weekly now. The Bears season is over. Um, going to be, you know, talking about just essentially just Bears news um, and any sort of, you know, hot topic that's, you know, popular on Twitter or something that's on my mind. So overall, thanks for tuning in. Um, I will see you guys next week.